Welcome to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host, co-founder of the website, Noah Ziegler, alongside my good friend, co-host, and co-founder of the website, Adam Conradi. And Adam, it's playoff time. It's it's February. I feel like March Madness should be reserved for March, but I guess we can get we can, you know, kind of get started a little early because the madness has already happened in district play, but we we already have started regionals. We're past some of the first round games in the 859, and we'll talk a lot about that. But first, Adam, how are you doing? It's it's definitely the most exciting time of the year for basketball, especially with high school getting into the playoff or postseason. March Madness is on the corner. There, some, the Atlantic Sun Tournament started today, so even college basketball is getting into postseason. So just before we kick things off, Adam, how are you on this beautiful Tuesday night? Oh, I'm doing fantastic on this beautiful Tuesday. Uh, Break in between the two uh, quarterfinal games on the guys' side. Uh, last night, I uh, went to two of the games, and uh, uh, they were absolutely fantastic. And we're just in the beginning of regional play. And, uh, yeah, as you said, most exciting time of the year. And I know you're uh, itching to get to this, so uh, let, let's uh, get into what happened, uh, because I know you really want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We I feel like this year's districts were, in terms of, like, you kind of have an idea of who's going to win each district. And if it's not exactly who, you know, the two teams, but I feel like with this year, we had a lot of stuff happen. That was kind of, or we had a lot of variables or moving pieces per se. And we'll talk about that specifically with the 32nd district coming up here uh, with one of the teams that was left behind as well as the 35th district when we get mm-hmm. to it. But let's get to the part where I really want to talk about. So in the 31st district, Probably the craziest in the entire state, let alone country, if you, if you want to talk about winning the district championship. Uh, it was Owen County versus Gallatin County, tied at 57. Now, how did they get there? It was 57-54. The Rebels were winning. And keep in mind, that ga- this is a game where the Rebels were expected to win. When you got Tegan Moore, you're going to win a lot of games. Matt Griffin get, it, it rolls out to the top of the key for Gallatin County. Gets the ball, nails a three, and as he falls down, no foul, but as he falls down. So he ties the game with a three. And then Tegan Moore proceeds to get the inbound and try to go coast to coast. Now, as he's doing this, you can tell he's the best player on the floor, if not the Commonwealth. But you can tell, like, if I was watching this in real time, I would have, I would have just said, he's going to score this game over. But he trips or something happens where he falls has the ball in his hands. So the ref's calling for a travel and there's only like two seconds left. So Gowson gets the ball and uh, sorry, let me, let me specify. He tripped in the, in the, in the lane. So he was on the other side of the court already and he was getting ready to probably go up toward the rim. So Gowson gets the ball. They're under the opposite basket. They inbound it to Matt Griffin who catches it, spins around, but, and as he's spinning, he is dribbling, which the first angle that everybody's seeing it looks like a travel and it, it really does. But the other angle, which is caught by Kyle Woodward, which you can check out on our web or on our Twitter or on his Twitter. You can see that he, he didn't touch the ball with his other hand. So it, it just three fourths of the court away. This dude spins around, gets his bearing straight, launches it and just drains this three fourths court shot to win the district. And again, so he just, he's just made six points within 10 or so seconds to upset Owen County. And again, this was not expected. 
not supposed to be close. And the Wildcats win their first district title since 2020, right before the pandemic. So obviously really cool stuff there, especially with the 31st district being um, a lot of the smaller schools. So that one's always just a coveted title for those schools to win. And afterward, something really cool. Uh, Joe Daneman at Fox 19 had an awesome uh, little feature story on Matt Griffin about how he has literally and figuratively joined the Gallatin County basketball family. So check out his Twitter, Fox 19 Joe. Uh, the, the tweet reads, maybe you saw the buzzer beater on Twitter, but do you know the story behind the shot? Give that a watch. Give that segment a watch and definitely um, throw that a like and retweet. It's a really cool story. And again, obviously anyone sinking a three-fourths court shot as time expires to win the district, it, it's just going to be a, a, a memory for a lifetime. But Nonetheless, all right, got that out of the way. That was fun to talk about because that had me so amped when I saw that. That was so yeah, crazy. Yeah, that was, that was absolutely crazy. I mean, one of the best shots you'll ever see in like a high school basketball game. And, spin and now, into a three-quarter, two-thirds short quarter or two-thirds court shot. I mean, bank Absolutely well. is nobody's talking about the shot before, which was not yeah, at i mean nothing's awesome. as impressive but like i mean catch shoot it was drain same, three yeah it was yeah both times too i mean that's absolutely crazy Six insane <laughs> insane yes but we'll talk about this in a little bit it was kind of funny because the winner of that i mean in the the eighth region is so difficult we talk about the ninth region a lot being incredibly difficult the eighth region the eighth region might be a little bit better in terms of more team like the top like how many teams are in the top rankings of the state but yeah, Gallatin County has a date with a top 15 team in the state for winning the dis- for winning the district. So, but again, first time in a couple of years, they're releasing they're they're releasing shirts about it. So if anybody's in the Warsaw, if you want to stop by GCHS, go pick up a district championship shirt. Maybe send it to me if you can. But moving on, 32nd district. This one was the one I was talking about before. Uh, Simon Ken defeated Grant County 57-49 in the title game. However, that wasn't really, I think, the the story, like the main story from this district. In the semifinals, uh, SK got through their first round match. I believe they played Williamstown. Grant County played Walton Verona, which I'm sure you can tell who obviously won that game based on who I just said won in the or lost in the championship. But final score is 80 to 76 in, in favor of the Braves. It was, by all accounts, a a very emotional game, very action-packed. Obviously, those two teams, some of the best, uh, some of the better teams in the state, Grant County with Dylan Hammonds, of course, as well. And from what I read on Bluegrass Preps Facebook, I tried watching a little bit of the stream uh, or the replay of the stream that was available, and it seemed it seemed very contentious for sure, as it as it always is. Specifically, and this is again what I'm basing off what I read, specifically in regards to the fans. So the fans being contentious, it was not a dirty game by any means. It wasn't physical, too physical on the court. It was a hard fought game. However, after the game, in the post game handshake line, a coach from Grant County, who I'm not reporting this, this is a rumor. So just want to clarify, who may have been Dylan Hammond's father was taught like sort of going to the crowd and sort of talking his crap saying, you know, we knew we were going to beat them, you know, all this. And then 
apparently in the in the line itself, a Walton coach kind of got in Dylan Hammond's face a little bit. Don't really know what was said, but it 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 wasn't like an altercation or like you know pushing and shoving by any means. But it was definitely kind of like whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let's all settle down. Let's all settle down. Get to the locker room and let's get out. I, it was definitely one of those. I guess a situation where it could have been, you know, all right, let's, let's calm down. Emotions are running high. Everybody just separate. But nonetheless, Adam, I think it's, it just sucks. It's, it's, this is one of those cases that and it happens every year. Just sucks that we can't have a team like Walton Verona in the regionals. They obviously can compete with a lot of teams in this state, but again, Grant County, Grant County is a really fun team to watch. So, um, and something else that I've kind of thought about too, that district might have the three teams that are in the top 15 in the state or maybe top 20. I don't know where SK or Walton Verona is, but I know Grant County is always up there, but those are three teams that I never see in the true like region title favorite when it, for the eighth region. It's always like Collins, you know, but North it, I mean, exactly. And like, and speaking of North Oldham, that's who Grant County is going to get. So David I mean, Lovich. what do you, ex- yeah, exactly. So what do you, what do you think? Uh, I mean, SK obviously beating Grant in the title game is huge, but Adam, it just sucks that Walton Vernon is not going to be there. But I don't know, a fun district. Yeah, that I mean, it, it happens every year whenever there's a district with three good teams. And yeah, it's tough that this Walton Verona team uh, has to go down like this. I mean, they had a great season. They started it off with that crazy uh, win over Evangel Christian where they scored 100 points. They scored 100 points a couple of times this year. An unbelievable offense, and it's just unfortunate that they can't play in the regional. But it happens every year, and that, I mean, it's winter go home this time of year, and it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Is it's part of the brutality of it? I mean, as for as for the joys of watching a, ha- a almost full court shot mm-hmm. to win the district, you get you have the down the downside of the heartbreaking losses. But moving on to the thirty third district. This one is always a close one, and this year you would have. I mean, it, it was gonna be it was gonna be another close one, but Cooper beating Connor fifty nine fifty five in overtime, and a lot of people, including you and I, were really high on the Cougars going into postseason play. But Cooper getting it done at home. Sean Pouncey, Yamil Rondon, and Gavin Lutz each had seventeen points for Cooper. Uh, and for the Cougars, Dalton Kramer added 22 points and Landon Hamilton, 18 points. Adam just, I mean, that's a huge win for the Jags. And I mean, we'll talk about it in a little bit, a disappointing end uh, or disappointing stretch of games for Connor. I don't want to fully spoil it, but I guess you can kind of pick up what I'm putting down, what happened to, with Connor in regionals. But uh, the Jags getting it done. Adam, what what was your takeaway from that game? Because it was obviously really tight, and it is again every year. But that was sort of a game that really solidified how nobody really knows what's going to happen this year's regionals, and we're even a couple games in already, and we still don't have any idea. Uh yeah. Uh, as as you said, it's uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, Connor, not playing too great at the moment, and that's not a great thing going into regional time. But yeah, Cooper, shout out to them for this win. This was great. I mean, Jay Sean Pouncey comes right back and into the fold in the districts and he comes up with a big game. He was the MVP of the tournament and he's only played two games for Cooper. So he he should be very, very fun to watch for them for this for the rest of this postseason. 
see if they can make a run in the regional tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you said, the entire year, or I guess specifically before the season, we were wondering what his eligibility was going to look like, and now we're seeing it. And now it's coming at a perfect time for Cooper because the it's other great thing too is they didn't have a big man ever since Caleb Brooks went down with the with the ACL injury. Mm-hmm. So. And the other thing, the other thing too, is that nobody has any, I mean, people might have tape on him from Boone County, but and he's had a full year. And I mean, if he's not playing basketball, I'm willing to bet he is training. And if he's solely focused on training, you know, obviously working out, getting shots up in the gym, if he's solely focused on that, I mean, that that can help you in a lot of ways. And there's nothing better than actual game reps. But when you have the ability to kind of focus on your own game for a little bit, come back into the fray, and then as you said, earn put a couple performances that earn you the district tournament MVP award. I mean that that goes to show how much of a threat he can be. And you know if you're if you're head coach Scott Rusatz and you're trying to figure you're trying to maybe get your bearings straight, not only with St. Henry but just kind of the bottom half of that regional bracket. You, you got to look at that, but man, I'm sure it's not really ideal that you only have two games to go off of, but if there's any coach that can scheme something up, it's definitely coach Rusats. but um, moving on 34th district Lloyd, they beat St. Henry 60 to 58 in the title game. Jeremiah Israel led the way with 21 points and nine rebounds. Isaiah Sebastian showing he can get it done on the hardwood as well as the gridiron. He had 12 points. Elijah Collins and EJ Walker each put up 11 points. Uh, EJ Walker getting eight rebounds as well. Uh, the crew beat Dixie 57 53 in the semis. So, uh, again, the Crusaders and Juggernauts both advancing to regionals. But, uh, Adam, this is another game where St. Henry goes down by a lot of points, claws their way back, and they've won a couple games like that. They've lost a couple games like that. And this was one of them that fell into the latter category. Obviously, the Juggernauts are one of the better teams in the region potential regional title favorite not favorite but they're up there in terms of who you think could win what are your takeaways from for both teams really because we've we've talked about how the St. Henry team is so weird because it seems like their res if I mean if you take their bare bones resume they have beaten a couple teams that shows that they can beat anybody in the region however when you really think about it initially you're just, you're just like, no, there's no way St. Henry's going to, uh, there's no way. But again, you look at their results and it's, you look at their results, some of the teams they've beaten and also some of the, t- some of the deficits that they've had to claw out of. I mean, what do you see from the Crusaders and obviously from the district champions, Lloyd Juggernauts? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think this was just a matchup of two teams playing very good basketball right now, honestly. And yeah, as you said, St. Henry needs to stop going, going down 20 points uh, at halftime in, in all these games and digging themselves in such a big hole. They're doing a great job in, in getting out of it. Uh, uh, they made a great run in the fourth quarter. I believe they were down nine at the end of the third quarter, and they immediately came, got back in the game. And they had a chance to win it with uh, four and a half seconds left, and the shot was a little bit long, and then Jeremiah Israel went to the free throw line. And ended the game. But, yeah, it was a great performance out of St. Henry in this one. I, I, I think this just says more about Lloyd, honestly, winning all these close games as they did against Connor last week in, in an overtime game, which is a 
possibly a precursor for something we're about to talk about later in this episode. Just possibly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Lloyd winning all these close games right now. Uh, they're looking very good. Jeremiah Israel, who we've been talking about all year, has been very consistent. As you said, 21 points and nine rebounds. That, that That's a, right around his averages for the season. And EJ Walker, 11 points, eight boards. But he he's a very efficient 11 points and eight rebounds. And he, he just looks very strong out there. Uh, they absolutely shut down St. Henry in the post game. Braden Fetters didn't even have a shot attempt in this game. So... That's all EJ Walker and Joe Cooley down low, uh, Lloyd's bigs. So Lloyd looks very good, especially on the defensive side of the ball going into the postseason. Mm-hmm. I think they're playing some of their best basketball all year at the perfect time. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no better time to do it than now. But I guess on the on the absolute opposite of that, next district that we're going to talk about, um, this was this was the shocker. It felt like whenever we talk about how loaded this regional field was every year where that happens, it almost feels like one team gets their invitation lost in the mail. And this year was Jacob Meyer and the Holy cross Indians. They fell to Beachwood 67, 64 in the semifinals, a late three. It just was too much to overcome for the Indians. And or by late three, I mean, you know, final seconds of the game. So, again, they, they didn't have much time to rebound. But um, again, Holy Cross, they're not they're not at regionals. And it's disappointing because a player like Jacob Meyer, you always want to see at the brightest stage, especially at a place uh, like NKU. But I mean, nonetheless, credit to the Tigers getting it done. I, I, and I hate to, I, I hate saying this because, I mean, you're not you're not supposed to talk about favorites and not favorites and, you know, betting and stuff like that with especially with high school athletes. But nobody was going to bet on Beachwood and lo and behold, they did. It just goes to show how anything can happen, not only in this region, but in, in, in the entire entire state of Kentucky. But Holy Cross falling, disappointing end to Jacob Myers career. But that should not take away from how incredible of a player and he is and some of the accomplishments he was able to make while playing for the Indians and also Javier Ward. I know there was a little bit of controversy, I guess, uh, surrounding him and a technical foul, which uh, that's a judgment call. We're going to let, we're going to let everybody's listening, make the call on your own. It's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough one to make. I guess that I think it was from what I read, it was, kind of like he was standing over someone and some people are saying that it was almost like he had no other choice or something like that. I don't know. Again, a lot of that is more subjective. And then when I, when I'm reading comments about a story or something happened, there's a bunch of interpretations of it. Nonetheless, beach would be Holy cross by three. Then they went on to lose to cuff cat in the final 61 53. So they almost, they, they kept it close a little bit, but Jacob Meyer senior season, Cinderella story is no more 36 district Newport defeated Highland 72 61. That was one of the districts where we kind of had a feeling of who was going to be in the uh, championship game. And we were curious to see what happened in the title, but uh, coach snap getting it done and reclaiming the crown for that, uh, the wildcats. And then in the 37th district, Camel County edged out Scott 50 to 44. And then Pendleton County lost to Nicholas County in the semifinals for the 38th district. And now we're here. We're Tuesday night. As we said, we're two games in to the ninth region tournament. 
just to kick off, or I guess before we get into the guys' side, uh, the girls also started. They started on Sunday. Cooper had a big win over NCC. NDA handled St. Henry after the crew were up by a couple points after a first quarter. Uh, Holy Cross defeated Dixie, and then Ryle outlasted Highlands, setting up for a Cooper-Notre Dame and Holy Cross-Ryle semifinal pairing. Uh, Going to be a really, really fun uh, fun final four on the girls' side. So definitely keep your eyes out for when they play. And then on the guys' side, um, Adam, to the first game, Newport defeating Beachwood 74-46. The upset part two wasn't meant to be in terms of Beachwood beating Newport because obviously that that happened earlier in the season, which was a cause of concern for us when it comes to Newport. But nonetheless, Newport made sure that didn't happen again. But Adam, you were I mean, some of the some of the playmaking ability of the Wildcats just you were I mean, you were talking talking it up before uh, we hit record. So just tell me what you saw, because really, we're it sounds like we're seeing just some fundamentally phenomenal players at Newport Mm -hmm. and they're all so young. Yeah, there is this Newport team is absolutely loaded with talent. Uh, Taylor Kinney has absolutely fantastic court vision. Uh, At one point to start the second half, I believe I counted four or five straight possessions where he assisted to a made basket for a Newport. And I think two or three of those were dunks as well. So he was just dishing out, dishing out absolutely beautiful passes all night. He had nine points, eight rebounds and 11 assists. So he, and zero turnovers. So he was just really doing it all. And he's only a freshman at this point. And James Turner, uh, his fellow freshman had a great game as well as Marquez Miller. I believe he was 11 for 13 from the field or 10 for 12 from the field uh, with uh, 20 points and Jabari Covington. uh, Great game as well. Newport's backcourt. Uh, with uh, Jabari Covington and Taylor Kenny is up there with just about anybody in the region. Uh, I, I'd say them and Cubcath are probably one and two in that with uh, Ipsaro and uh, Castle McGillis. But yeah, Newport, this team, we, we've been saying all year that they're probably a year away, but I, I don't know. This this Newport team looks like they want to change our minds on that. Mm-hmm. I think that they might be ahead of schedule and it, it may be... Th- I think, yeah, I think they're ahead of schedule, but they still have one more roadblock to get through before they even get to the title game. And this is this is the one where I'm re- I think everyone is really excited about because they're two pretty similar teams. They have a lot of firepower and a, and a lot of up and coming talent. Um, the next team, the team they're going to face is Lloyd, and Lloyd got there because they defeated Connor in overtime, not the overtime that Adam was referring to earlier. They defeated them again in overtime 56 53 again adam just a a, again an emotional emotional game obviously the juggernauts getting it done and you you can always expect uh coach matt adi to have his team right there until the very very end but lloyd i mean shoot we're we're gonna see it we're gonna see a matchup that we've been really looking forward to I mean, all season long when it, when it has happened. And um, I mean, what, what do you, what do you, again, I mean, I guess as a, as a mini recap and preview of Lloyd versus Newport and a recap of Lloyd's win over Connor, just what did you see from the juggernauts last night? Uh, Yeah, this, this Lloyd team, uh, this is uh, their second straight semifinal. Uh, So 
This isn't the first time they've been in this position. Uh, Jeremiah Israel and EJ Walker really progressed this season. Jeremiah really didn't have a great first three quarters or first two quarters of this game. He really came on in the second half and especially in the fourth quarter. He had a couple a couple of big blocks uh, in the fourth quarter that really kept Lloyd in the game and uh, helped him helped uh, from Connor pulling away in the fourth quarter and sending it to overtime. And then in overtime, it was pretty much all Lloyd. Landon Hamilton uh, fouled out pretty early in overtime on a, some were saying on Bluegrass perhaps controversial uh, block call, but I, I don't know about that. It, it was, uh, no, it, I don't know if you saw a video of it, but uh, I, I, I thought he was still moving, but I don't know. that That's a tough situation there. And, Aiden Lore had a great game as well, and he was playing on a hurt shoulder. So Connor was just really beaten up down the stretch here, and it's a tough way to end the season. But Lloyd's a great team. Lloyd, Lloyd is a great team in there. And, yeah, Lloyd's just trending in the right direction right now, and they're winning a lot of close games, which is a very, very good thing to be doing at this time of the year. And that Lloyd versus uh, Newport semifinal matchup is going to be a a super fun one to watch. A lot of exciting young talent. Uh, EJ Walker and Tay Kenny going at it, as well as James Turner, Jabari Covington. And, yeah, it'll be fun to see the down-low matchup uh, between Marquez Miller, James Turner, and EJ Walker and Joe Cooley. Because as we mentioned before in the regional championship, Lloyd did a very good job uh, against St. Henry's big men. But – I'd say Newport has a little bit more firepower down there, so that's going to be a big test for Lloyd's defense, who's been playing super well in uh, in all facets of the game lately. So, yeah, that that one Sunday at 2 o'clock at NKU, that should be a really awesome game to watch. Mm-hmm. Those two – Really crowded. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to that's gonna bring a lot of a lot of people to the seats. Uh, those two have met once this season. That was way back in December. Newport won – 5538 which I, I remember going going back to those or around that time I remember thinking you know how impressive that was for Newport and how that, that wasn't great for Lloyd and here we are and of, of course the two teams are meeting in the semifinals it's it's it, as you said it's going to be such a fun game to see the the I mean Top to bottom, the matchups in this game are some of the best that I think we could we could even ever get in this region. I think this has all the makings for another game of the year, which we've, we've had multiple games of the year already. So, um, but remaining on the regional slate first or the first round regional slate, I should say. Uh, Covcath will face St. Henry tomorrow. The Colonels won the first matchup there, 70 to 61. And then Cooper will face Highlands. Highlands winning the first game, 69 63. That one was in late January, though. Um, so again, a couple of really good matchups. Covcath, St. Henry tipping off at 6 30. Cooper, Highlands will follow at 8 o'clock. So, Adam, I mean, we, it, I, I I'll, I'll cut to the chase. What are your predictions? I think I think the the second game you can really go with anyone. I'm gonna say Covcath and Cooper are gonna win the two games, setting up another wow. showdown between those two. I don't. Do you disagree? Agree? I mean, I, what are your th- what are your thoughts on that? I, I was gonna go the same exact way, Covcath and Cooper. Uh, I think both games have the ability to be very 
close games. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked if either team pulled off the upset. But I, I think those are the two. I, I wouldn't say clear favorites in these. I, I think Cuff is the clear favorite over St. Henry, but Cooper and Highlands is a, a little bit more of a toss-up. But Highlands has some injuries right now. Uh, I believe Braden Mavis is out for the season. Uh, but Nathan Vinson has been playing very well as of late. Uh, and Will Harold obviously is somebody you don't want to see in the postseason because he can get hot and that can win you a lot of games as we've seen before. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think both games have the makeup to be uh, great matchups, but uh, I, I got to go same thing as you there, Cove Cap mm-hmm. and Cooper. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean, just a, I, I, I feel like whenever I can't determine, or I kind of have trouble point blank picking which team is the better team, I go to the coaches, and then I mean, with this group of with this cork four of coaches, it's just like you can't even decipher, you can't even decipher them. I mean, it, it's just it's going to be really fun games. But as you said, I think Cuffcath is definitely going to handle things. They usually do. They usually. It feels like whenever they lose to a team in the regular season, they always and they meet up in the regionals. They'll more often than not beat them, unless it is, of course, twenty twenty one with St. Henry and Wyatt Veith. But I digress. Um, they 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 just Scott, Coach Rusats knows how to get it done, and then it'd be really fun to see him and Coach Sully going at it again. I mean, it feels like those two just. They know that arena like the back of their hands, and it's they've they always meet up for a really fun matchup. But um, the winner, the winner of those two first round games, they'll they'll also play Sunday, uh, I believe. They will follow Lloyd and Newport, which will tip off at two. So right now, that second game set for three thirty, and then the championship game, which will be March seventh at seven p.m. on a Tuesday. We have our own personal thoughts and feelings about a regional championship being on a Tuesday. We don't. We we need to add, actually, Adam. I think tonight slash tomorrow. I'm gonna deep dive into this and see what day's last one because I know we like when we were in high school slash grade school. I want to say it was always on a weekend, but now now that I'm more, I think about it. I'm like, when did they change? Because they might have changed, and we just never really thought. I don't know. Again, throw that on the list of pod- we need to have a podcast where some of the things we think about that we table because they're not really too relevant to what we're talking about in the pod. We need to have like an episode where we take all of those topics and just roll through it like district yeah. realignment talk, playoff format talk, uh, class I, realignment talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Re- like region, like. I, I mean, we could take on the debate yeah. of should there be a private school division, which there shouldn't. Anyone who says they should know. And it, 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 we have so much time. We need to do that, like a special episode. Bring in, you know, ooh, sure. we could bring in Nate, Nate Bryan, just to, you know, just, oh, he, yeah, <laughs> he, <would love> that. <laughs> he would absolutely love that. But we, we'll have a, another podcast after the semifinal games of the guys. We'll talk about what happens on the girls' side as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, that'll be coming out obviously later this week so that's the ninth region tournament obviously uh a lot to unpack there and uh, uh, there's going to be a lot to unpack in the coming days slash weeks but elsewhere the eighth region tournament that'll start wednesday again i mean the eighth region top to bottom is so loaded and i i would not be shocked if 
come Sweet 16 time, we've got the final air, the Elite Eight, maybe even the Final Four. There might be a couple of eighth region teams in there. But to start off, North Oldham will face Grant County. Uh, North Oldham won the first contest 53-47, so should be a tight one. Woodford County will face Tegan Moore and Owen County. They haven't played each other yet, but again, Tegan Moore should always light light up the uh, arena. Simon Kenton versus Oldham County. SK won the first game 62-50, but Oldham County is always a contender in that region, so another close one. And then Gallatin County will face Collins. Collins won the first contest 82-46, to so uh, it, it'll be a tough one for Gallatin County, but Nonetheless, the the fact that, I mean, you never want to just show up and say, hey, we're here. They're going to obviously go out and win or try to win. But Collins, one of the better teams in the state. Some people have been uh, talking about their overall title their title potential, but they did lose in the district championship. So who knows? We'll see what happens that one. And then in the 10th region, which also starts Wednesday, uh, the 859 teams in that Campbell County will face Paris and Harrison County will face Scott. Uh, Campbell County has not played Paris yet this season, and Harrison County won against Scott earlier this year, 62-56. to 56. Uh, 10th region, of course, is going to be a tight one. Uh, so, I mean, it, it just uh, it, it, it truly is the most wonderful time of the year. Before, before we wrap things up, I mean, it, it, we've just, we've had such a, I feel like there is such thing as a crappy postseason, and I always look to the NBA because, you know, those years where it was just golden state rinse and repeat. Oh, LeBron's in there. Oh, rinse and repeat LeBron winning in 2016. Cool. Golden state wins again. Like there is such thing, but this year I feel like we've had just such a good run so far in terms of just action packed games. We've had some shocking upsets like Beachwood beating Holy cross. We've had close games. I, I mean, Cooper beating Connor isn't exactly an upset, but it's one of those games where you're staying tuned because you know anything can happen in that one. Just, Adam, before we wrap up, again, it truly is the most wonderful time of the year, and it it really does feel like we are blessed with so far what is a great postseason in basketball for both girls and guys. Uh, Yeah. As you mentioned, we've seen a lot of pretty exciting upsets. One of the best buzzer beaters that I've seen in recent years years uh and we're only uh halfway through the guys quarterfinals right now uh we still have the girls semis and finals the rest of the guys tournament as well and the entire state tournament to be played so we're, we're really just getting started and uh uh we'll see how it goes uh, uh we'll be back thursday to recap the rest of the quarterfinals and then uh we'll be here then we'll uh give a or our predictions for the rest of the tournament and uh, pick our winner. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have a lot of podcasts coming out in the next couple of weeks as we recap what's going on in the postseason, uh, talk about what's to come in the postseason. And I know you're going to love this, Adam, but in MLB pitchers and catchers and spring training, all of those fun storylines we, we anticipate in February that started, which means baseball is coming. And I know you're Ooh. loving that. Okay. Yeah, speaking of baseball, actually, uh, Drew Brom was the opening day starter in uh, spring training for the Orioles. Uh, Drew Brom from, High- from Highlands graduated in 2018. No way. And I Luke totally... Bailey's catching for the Reds. That is pretty sweet. From Cub Calf. Yeah, that is, that is always sweet. graduated in 08? Uh, something like that. 
yeah it's always it's always really cool to see the local products come back and play for a team like the reds or the Bengals, even if it's someone from like uc going to the Bengals or whatnot but i mean michael may hey, the Bengals. fingers <laughs> crossed are, are you are you looking for that uh, if he could fall to us yeah yeah, I, I was that. I was gonna say someone someone asked me uh, for the commanders. Would you want Michael Mayer to come there? And I said, first of all, yes. But second of all, I don't even know if he's gonna be available. I think I don't know if the commanders had a 16th or 17th pick. I don't know. We're always severely mediocre. And I was like, I mean, they need a tight end. They need an offensive lineman first and foremost. But I don't even think Mayer is gonna be there. So. Definitely stay tuned to our Twitter and Instagram at 859insider, as well as, of course, right here on our podcast uh, for coverage on that, too, because he's he's going to be talked a lot this upcoming uh, NFL draft. He is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, just a, a shoe in for a first round pick. So going to be really fun to see where Michael Mayer ends up. But we've got you covered with all the sports happening in the 859. So for this episode... For Adam Conradi, I'm Noah Ziegler. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.